This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome to the Odds Couple, everybody. We're back with you for another fun-filled hour of sports and sports gambling talk. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFelgo. We do it each and every week, and we are presented by PropSwap. What a weekend for PropSwap with all the Masters action, all the tickets being bought and sold. Luke Pergandy, our buddy, is going to join us in about 15 minutes or so. And uh, we're off and running, Mikey, in the Masters first couple of days. It's been a treat. I'm so glad that they they found a way to get to this point, that they're going to get it in this weekend. Uh, Better late than never, I guess. And the weather looks great down there. The course looks great. It's been fabulous so far. Yeah, and I got to tell you, Carmen, I mean, coming off a three and two week last week with the odds couple and now pairing it up, I went 4-0 yesterday. I mean, with the first round, uh, of course, I had to wait till today to, to figure out if I was going to win the Bobble Watson over Fleetwood, if I was going to win Hussein over uh, over Fitzpatrick. I mean, I just happened to hit it. But the coup de gras. I don't even know if that's how you say it. But anyway. That sounds right. Yeah. I, I had Tiger minus 140. And Mickelson, I think, is done by 13 uh, in the first round. Tiger against Mickelson, matchup. Mickelson gets hot. The next thing you know, it's minus four, minus four. Okay, I'm going to take a push, but Mickelson's got 18. Phil hits it, his third shot, all the way within two feet of the of the hole. Now, a, a 68 sounds a lot better than a 69, and he lost the stroke, but he took a bogey. That's oh, why I know we're on a roll right now, wow. because Phil Phil's playing pretty good golf. And uh, so is Tiger, by the way. But uh, you know what? It's going to be exciting. There's more matchup stuff coming up. Kepka catching fire. A lot of good things. Yeah, I mean, Kepka today, I mean, really caught fire. That's a good point. Tiger with that opening round 68. I mean, normally he struggles early in this thing, but uh, not yesterday. A bogey-free 68. The first 20 minutes on the Golf Channel. That's all they talk about. That's all they talk about. Morning drive. Okay, morning driving was more than driving me nuts. Get to who won? He's still the biggest draw, Mike. You oh, know? I, mean, I he's understand. Still, he's golf's lifeblood still, you know? Yeah, you know, golf will survive after he's gone, just like it survived when he was gone previously with guys like Jordan Spieth stepping up, who, by the way, rest in peace as far as your <laughs> golf game's concerned. And Roy McElroy, can I just say what this? What is going on with Roy? Oh, he's soft serve. This kid's, I mean, he's soft. Serve. He's got what? He's got four uh, he's majors? He's soft. I don't get it. I, I, he's like he's like overcome by the moment. And, and, you know, for a guy to say that, you know what, he needs the crowd. You haven't won a major since 2014. Oh, Not right. that it's yeah. bad, but you've had crowds all along. Sure. Where have you been for the last six years if it was all about the crowd? To use that as a crutch tells me. And I like Rory McIlroy, but there's a little weakness there, man. Yeah, look, Rory's been uh, the number one golfer in the world. But you're right, Mike. It's not. I mean, he hasn't won a, a major in a long, long time. I, mean, I don't he, know how you're the number one golfer in the world when you haven't won a major in six years. And your game is like my game now. And I really like my game. It's but it's crazy. not conducive to your game. No, That's it's not conducive to winning you. majors. Let's put it that way. It's not conducive <laughs> to winning at many golf. No. Are you kidding me? I shoot my 98, I walk away like a peacock. Uh, you know? Golf still kind of thrives uh, when Tiger thrives. Though. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know who it's going to be that can sort of take the torch. I mean, maybe it's Bryson. I, the, his game certainly, I think, lends itself to being a star. He doesn't... 
you know, he's not Daly in terms of the personality that Daly was, but boy, it's something to watch him stand over that golf ball and just absolutely yeah, hammer Yeah, but him, you right? know what's great about him? In a way, he is like Daly, except he's going to keep his game. But when he has bad days, he's accountable. He's yeah. there afterwards. Telling, you know, like yesterday, I should have, you know, not been so risky at the beginning. I put myself in a hole. I mean, he's a good interview. He's what golf needs right now because it's very staid. Kepka's very quiet. Yes. You know, guys like that are very quiet. Justin Rose. I mean, you know, these guys are like, like church mice. You don't hear them, you know, so you need a guy like that. And I think if he can get on a little bit of a roll, not that he hasn't uh, of late, I mean, but if he could keep it going, he's your next big personality. Maybe, and DJ playing great golf right now. When he's on, he's probably as good as anybody, so it's going to be a fun weekend at Augusta. And again, we'll talk to Luke Pergandy a little bit Ooh. Yeah, about uh, some of the stuff. Prop when you go to Prop Swap oh. night now, I mean, like the first two pages, all it is is golf bets. So for the people that love to get in on this action, buying and selling them this weekend, check out PropSwap.com. We roll into week 10 in the National Football League, Mike. The Bears uh, were waiting until Monday night. Maybe that's a good thing. We don't have to deal with them on Sunday. We wasted three beautiful hours. I mean, a gorgeous afternoon Sunday, and we watched the Bears offense put us to sleep again. They're a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home to wrap week 10, Monday night football against the Vikings. Uh, boy, they're just they're a tough watch right now. They're a tough play, even though they're an interdivision home dog, and I like that, st- I like that angle. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been terrible on Monday Night Football in his career. 0-9 straight up. He's never won on Monday night, but back in the Bears is a tough proposition with that offense right now. Mike. Yeah, and you hope they wake up, but I see that the total's like 43, yep. and uh, it graded down the middle. I don't know who's going to win this game. I wouldn't touch it with the 10-foot pole, but it does grade – as a light-scoring game, less than the 43, I would lean, if I was going to do something, the under, it's so hard to do because you don't know what you're going to see. I see that, you know, Indianapolis took care of Tennessee, which should send off alarms. I don't know what they're going to do. They backed themselves into the corner with the quarterback stuff. I think they've been exposed at other positions. Um, If Foles continues to play like this, uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility, that Nagy maybe shows up as a man and tells Trubisky, you know, we thought we had the right guy. We made a mistake. We'd mm-hmm. like to go back to you for another year. Are you going to go out and go find another quarterback and go all over this again and trust these two guys to pick the next guy? I know. I think that I, that's the interesting question. Like, do you trust this regime? They're going to have to draft a quarterback. Mike. They got I mean, to go back to Foles and say, look. The pro- and I heard Dan Orlowski say this, and, and, and he fessed up to me because he said two weeks ago that they were going to win because of their front four. And then he brought up the quarterback situation. I said, well, that's not what you said two weeks ago. And he said, Mike, you're right. Bottom line is I didn't think the situation was that bad with Bowles. Bottom line, Dan Orlowski, who knows his stuff, yeah. said, and I said, well, I could have told you that, but nobody wanted to listen. And the bottom line is at all, if, if Bowles continues to have a dirty diaper, Mm. Uh, you got to be a man, Nagy, and say, let's play Trubisky the last three, four games, see what we got. Maybe we made a mistake. Because you, Orvlowski did say this, Nagy uh, wants to fit Trubisky into his system instead of finding a system for Trubisky. The same thing with yeah. Foles, and it hasn't worked. It hasn't. This is his hand-picked guy, and it hasn't worked. I mean, the Bears have gone from five and one to now five and four, feeling like this is right. a must-win game. I mean, that they're you know they're in a desperate situation because they've been so bad. Uh, you brought up a good point about the total. When you look at 43, 44. 43? We're the, getting 50s all over I the I mean, place. these days, Mike, that's like what 38 used to be back that in, right? That was high you know, in like, 1980. Sure. It, it, Mike, that might have been. 
even 10 that years ago. That was high in 1970. I mean, I mean, come on. Now you're looking at 44 and you go, geez. I mean, you, me you, you expect you bad offenses to be able to put up 44 combined The points. Bears hate when I say this, but I am a Bear historian, okay? I mean, my mom, my mom gave birth to me. My dad handed me the media guide, okay? <laughs> hey, I, I'm just telling everybody this. The 1964 Bears, Johnny Morris had 93 catches. Mike Ditka hit 54. Now in 2020, there's nobody close to that. Isn't that amazing? That's, you're talking, I mean, you're talking like year, decades. Well, Johnny's still the all-time leading receiver. Johnny might still be able to run better patterns than some of our guys. He might be. At his current age. I think Johnny's still the all-time leading receiver. That's an indictment well, on Marty franchise. Booker, Marty Booker, I remember, had 100 catches two different years. He did. We used to talk about him like everybody talks about Allen Robinson, okay? Then he went his happy way. He never made, you know, he was a good receiver. Yeah, he was but, good. But nobody ever said, boy, we got Marty Booker, even though he was catching 100 balls. Johnny Morris is still, I just looked, Johnny is the all-time leading receiver with 5,059 And he's yards. the all-time. If he came back tomorrow, to, to, if he came back tomorrow with, with, with apologies to all my friends in the TV media and decided to do a week on Channel 2, he'd win the ratings war. It's a, oh, he's, Johnny was the best. He right? still looks the same, he's practically. unbelievable. I mean, that's just an indictment. It's an indictment of this franchise. Now. Right. I mean, it's just another indictment of the, the failures offensively of this franchise. It Gale is Sayers, amazing. Gale Sayers had 22 touchdowns in 1965. Come on. We have nobody like that. We're hoping Montgomery breaks a run for 10 yards. No kidding. And now he might not even play because he's in concussion pro. Okay, what other – I mean, I'm sorry about the concussion. I'm not going to joke about a guy getting hurt. But, I mean, are we missing much? I mean, they start the game off with with Patterson. They don't even give him the ball right away. Their offensive line is so bad, too. I mean, in a perfect example, they're moving Something the ball. Something we should have known before. All You're right. This. And they're moving the ball. They get down into a fourth and one situation. They hand it off to Montgomery. He's met three yards in the backfield. There's nothing to get. Jermaine Effetti. Jermaine Effetti. Compl- well, that was later. That was bad, too. Jermaine Effetti could put his head down. Terrible technique and completely whiffs on a block and the, yep. and the, and the linebacker. Well, let beats, me ask you a question. Uh, now, why didn't he kick the field goal there? We're down 10 nothing. Yeah. It's fourth and one. Hold on. 51-yard field goal. You know what this guy decides to do who doesn't – who thinks it's a failure to go for the points? You need the three points. I mean, that's the bottom line. I saw Tennessee last night mm. pass up points to only go down 14 and go for it late in the game. You still are going to need a field goal somewhere along the line. So he passes it up. And then I said, well, maybe we could kick a 55 or 56-yarder. He decides to go for it again. And then we end up punting. I mean, brutal. come on. It was brutal. They botched a lot in that game. They've been terrible. And now all of a sudden they do kind of face a must win on Monday. Mike and I have lots uh, to talk about here. A bunch of good games on the board in Week 10. We're going to give you our best bets before we're out of here a little bit later on. We'll talk NDBC. Uh, ND trying to avoid a repeat of 1993, the last time they upset a number 1 ranked team when they beat Florida State. And then they lost to Boston College the next weekend. So we'll get into all of that. Plenty of time. We're going to talk to Luke Pergandy when we come back next. Don't go anywhere. We are the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeValco on ESPN 1000. (laughs) 
Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We're with you each and every Friday and Saturday talking sports gambling here on ESPN 1000. Of course, the show's up right when we're done on the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you download that on your smart device so you can catch up on all the shows, all the original podcasts. Then you get the encore replay Saturday mornings. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco, and our next guest is at Luke Pergandy. Oh, yeah, he's one of the founding members man, of Prop Swap. Oh. I'm telling you, I'm on Prop Swap right now, and I have been this weekend. I mean, everything is golf bets, uh, Luke. It's incredible. It was made for golf, man. We've always said that, right? Yeah, it's uh, this thing that just convincing people to sell their ticket for golf, which is so much easier than convincing someone to sell their. You know, L.A. Dodgers that they've been riding for seven months. Sell the Tiger ticket right now. I was going to say Tiger, sell Paul it, Casey. Please. Just I sell mean, it to was, see what happens. Was there a flurry of action on, like, Tiger and Paul Casey tickets being posted? Yeah. Yeah, definitely Paul Casey tickets we've been selling. Certainly Tiger. Uh, people are, are taking losses on Kepka. Cool. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, Paul Casey was 75 to one. He's Amazing. down to 15 to one. So that's a nice profit. You can flip. I mean, you got to flip that. Don't you? Like you said, you're not invested long-term in this thing. A buddy of mine texted me yesterday too. He happened to have a Paul Casey. I think he had him at 66 to one. And I said, you better post that thing on props. Off. He's like, no kidding. That's great. I mean, like that's what you got to do. Right. Yeah, I mean it's the the leaderboard. It's you got DJ, you got Justin Thomas, you got Shoffley, Bryson, like John Rahm. Like I I don't see how Paul K- Casey comes out on top against all this this talent. Unbelievable. Yeah, Bernard Langer is like uh, Frankie Avalon in, in Greece. He just shows up and walking down the stairs out of nowhere. Did you get any Langer action? <laughs> I mean Bernard Langer. We, I mean he he used a wooden shaft when he last won a major back in nineteen ninety three. <laughs> I am. I'm looking at the top forty golfers right Nobody. now. Nobody. I don't even see Langer. No, of course no. not. No, no, no. Nah, it's ageism. But I don't a, think he can What a do great it. story, though. He has every yep. year he goes out and he just kind of plays well. Uh, so yeah, make sure you check out Prop Swap for all the the bets on the Masters that you could post, you can buy and sell. Uh, you know, the other thing that and we talked a little bit last week, and these are hot. I mean, I've been looking around, seeing them. I've got a, an Aaron Rodgers ticket. I'm going to see how he does this weekend. Hopefully a good first half, maybe post it, try to make some money. But the MVP tickets are hot too, right? I'm like Russell Wilson and, and Tom Brady took some steps back with their performance on Sunday, Luke. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say Russell's still the favorite. It's it's his award to lose. Um but, you know, you get spanked by the Bills, uh, that's certainly not going to help your cause. So, you know, if he has one or two more of those dud outings, again, the whole injury thing, like, I can't trust that enough. Uh, if you can sell your MVP ticket at minus money or barely plus money, like, you know, we're just a little bit past halfway through the season, it's a, it's a great deal. Um, Sticking in the MVP conversation, though, you guys, did you see our Jose Abreu yes. ticket yes. that we sold? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was a that was a big one. We probably sold $20,000 worth of Jose Abreu tickets just this week alone. Let me ask you something, Luke, because, you know, I consider we know what we're doing. We're pretty knowledgeable in the world of sports. I mean, we got we get we get together. We 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 get it done. How did we forget about Trask from Florida last week when we were talking about it being uh, a two man? Heisman. 
for the Heisman. How do now? I understand it's a Florida quarterback. They never really, for the most part, go on to the pros and make a lot of noise. Whether you're talking about, you know, uh, it, it don't matter. If you went to Florida, Steve Spurrier never made a lot of noise. A lot of other guys, but we did miss him. Is the reaction on him? Yeah. So he's. I mean, he's ten to one still. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe you got him at a hundred to one or fifty to one. You can sure. take some profit. Absolutely. Um, but you got Fields a plus one seventy five, Mac Jones a plus one seventy five, Trevor Lawrence a plus one seventy five. So mm-hmm. that would take a lot of movement by one of those three quarterbacks for draft to to be profitable enough. I, I'd be selling that still. It's just quarterback too. at Ohio State, quarterback at Alabama, quarterback at Clemson. I mean, I that's that's going to be a tough tough hill to climb totally agree the only thing that could come back to bite you if you want to hold on to that ticket or i should say the only reason maybe you'd want to hold on to it is if you know you're going to bank that more games get canceled and florida somehow can play a few more i mean look mac jones can't play this weekend against ellis new you now because that game is off mm-hmm. i mean yeah, it, this it, kid it, slapped georgia around pretty oh good he did he, and he did he most, made him look like school children with, let's not soft solve this kid. without kyle pitts for most of the game yeah. um you uh, know he's good but i but i do agree with what i agree with luke sentiment ultimately he in the minds of voters and uh, when you're going up against name recognition in mac jones at alabama and in lawrence and in fields who i think is probably going to win and might be the favorite now uh, it just seems like he got a tough road to hoe. I would, I would take the profit on that. After watching Haskins, I'm about done with Ohio State quarterback. <laughs> All right, he's pretty good right now, though. I'll tell yeah, you he's that. doing better. Luke, have a great weekend, Luke. buddy. Enjoy the rest of the golf. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good uh, NFL Sunday and Masters Sunday. Can't Abs- beat that. Absolutely can't. We'll see you, buddy. There's Luke Pergandy. Yeah, that's something we've never said. Enjoy NFL Sunday and Masters Sunday, but that's yeah. where we are. If Tiger's around still, I mean, if Tiger's relevant. Oh, it's going to be great. If he pulls within one, two, three, are you kidding me? Now the great. NFL's got a battle on their hands. Yeah, and it's going to be on earlier, too, because they're going to tee off earlier. So That's true. You know, as long as there's no weather delays, by 2, 2.30 or so, they'll probably wrapping, they'll be wrapping up at Augusta. Speaking of the NFL, and you know, Mike joins uh, Yerk and me each and every Friday just before noon to give us the bonus play. He gave out uh, earlier today the Jags. The Yerko Bowl. The Yerko Bowl, that's right. That was a good catch by you. I wasn't even thinking of that. Jags plus the 13.5 in Lambeau Field this weekend. Uh, That's one of the plays that Mike gave out. Well, you know what? The defenses on both teams aren't that good. Like I said earlier, Clay Matthews, Reggie White, all those guys are gone. They give up points. Now, Jacksonville's got a rookie quarterback, and I understand that, but he threw for 300 yards last week. It's not like he can't play. Now he's coming into a hostile environment that's not hostile because there's nobody in the stadium. So it's a little bit easier uh, uh, game to handicap. I was surprised it went overwhelmingly for for Jacksonville mm. that they're getting too much too many points. Now last week folks, I pick I gave you Notre Dame over Clemson, I gave you Miami over Arizona. A lot of a lot of uh, uh spine tingling games. Oh man, the Miami if you game. Will. Whew, how good and was that? And by the way, I I, I yeah, I picked Great pick. I, Great yeah, pick. Yeah, and I had three uh uh games out of though I had Buffalo over Seattle. Yes, you did. That was now, another winner. I'm going to tell you right now. And I learned my lesson. I didn't even handicap the 11 o'clock Saturday games. We lost last week. I told Carm, USC, minus 11. But it's an 11 o'clock game, but it's overwhelming. I got to take USC. We lose. They win by one. They They decide to phone it in for three quarters. I know. Then they make a miraculous comeback against ASU. I'd rather you lose. I know. They win, but don't cover. That's the worst. Yeah. You know what? Don't look me in the eye. Just keep walking. Uh, We got Texans-Browns in Week 10 coming out of bye, at least we think. Of Mm -hmm. course, they did have to shut down in Cleveland today. 
because of COVID, but uh, no word that that game is off at this point, so that's good. J.J. Hey, Watt don't even want to play for Houston anymore. I, start, I don't know nobody start does. looking at this interest because he says he's not interested in no rebuilding thing, which means that's what he's thinking about right now, not thinking about it. And I don't think Houston is thinking about their jobs. I, I Right now, this is a down-the-middle play. I wouldn't touch it. Yeah, Browns laying about three and a half, but they're coming out of bye. The one good thing for the Browns is if you want to back them, you're going to probably get Nick Chubb back. And that's good for that running game because Houston uh, is allowing 160 rushing yards per game. That is the worst mark in the NFL. Only the Bengals allow more on a per-rush average. So uh, it could be a huge day on the ground for Cleveland. Slight lean for me towards the Browns. We'll see if that game gets played. You got an intra-division home dog in the NFC East, Mike. The Giants are at home coming off a win against the Eagles. Uh, boy, the Eagles have looked uh, like big stinkies. I tell you, they're coming out of bye. Haven't been great under Doug Peterson out of bye. Just I one and three. I would love to hear Keith Jackson say, the big stinkies. The big stinkies, man. So yeah. that, that whole division, I mean, everything about it is big stinky. Well, know? I had... I had uh... We talked with Philly Godfather on on my uh, Bears Bar Room podcast, mm-hmm. and he told me Foles needs a line. If you oh, don't yeah, have a yeah, line for right. him, yeah. he's dead. You got to have escapability and everything else. So, I mean, if you're gonna take, you know, Philadelphia does not have. He says Foles would get killed with the line they have now. Oh, I think he, I think so. They've got injuries on that line. They have. He would be dead. I mean, look, right. Wentz has struggled. Foles would be dead behind that line. You're is right. Wentz really? But Wentz is. He still is. He's really good if they ever had a line for him. Agreed. I mean, come on. They made the right selection in keeping him. Yes. There's no doubt about it. There's but no uh, doubt. you got to give him some help because he, he's throwing the street guys right now. You don't even know their names. And Alshon should be back. I mean, he hasn't played yet this year because of the injury. He should be back. But I mean, That that's... guy's career is marked and checkered with injuries and that, missing that's games. It. That's it. And I, I agree with you 150%. There's no way anybody could possibly make the argument that Nick Foles would have been. Oh my God! If they would have kept Nick Foles over Wentz, Wentz can play, man. If the Bears picked up Wentz tomorrow, they'd still have to get him a line. But man, that guy's a competitor. He's a heck of a quarterback. It's insanity. When we come back, we got more NFL games and some of the college slate to talk about, including Big Ten action and Notre Dame traveling to Boston College. Plus, in about 15 minutes, our guy Jimmy Miller. He's got some ponies for us for the weekend. We'll try to make some money there. Mike and I have our best plays in a little bit. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back on The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple. Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you this Friday night and every Friday night on Core Replay on Saturdays. Don't forget, you can always catch up on the podcast. Download the ESPN Chicago app. You'll find us right there. Uh, we continue to talk about Week 10 in the NFL. We'll get to some college games here in a few minutes too, Mike. But you know how much I love Teddy Bridgewater as an underdog, and he's right. a dog again. They I was, covered was, again. They did. That was my you, win last week. I you won weren't going to take them, and that, that game saved you. Thank God. You're absolutely oh, right. Oh, yeah. You'd rather go 1-2 and two than 0-2 than or 0-3. And, yes. and, and I went 3-2, and two, and like I always say, 3-2 and two or 2-3. Two and three, Nothing worse, nothing better. That's right. You're right, Mike. Uh, so Teddy Two Gloves is a dog again, 22-5 and five against the number is as an underdog. Is that what you gave him as a nickname? Teddy, uh, yes, Teddy Two Gloves. Yes. I like that. Term. Yeah, that's what we yeah. call him. Uh, I got to tell you, though, I, I as much as I like betting him in this spot, 
I don't think I'm going to touch it this weekend. I think this is a lay it or don't play it. I think Tampa's going to come out ready to scorch some earth after they were embarrassed on Sunday night. And each of their first following, their first two losses of the year, they came out and ripped off three-game winning streaks. I don't know what it is about the Saints, but they figured Brady and that offense out. Brady's got... He's got seven picks on the year, Mike. Five are in the two games against the Bucks against against yeah. the Saints. Excuse me, against everybody else, he's been really good. Well, that's why. I mean, they need this game, but I got this game as an even even Steven game. Yeah, you sort of like uh, lean Carolina. I mean, you know, Tampa Bay. Look, they did lose to New Orleans, but there were some flaws exposed, oh. and one of them's Tom Brady right now. Tom Brady, I've seen him throw more bad passes and more bad interceptions this year. I swear to God that I did the last 20. Mm. I'm not kidding you. I mean, Gronkowski drops an easy pass in the end zone. He didn't drop those balls three years ago. So I I think, is Tampa Bay really, do you expect them there at the end of the 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 year, even with Tom Brady? Uh, You know, like three weeks ago. After the schooling they got last week. They've been schooled twice by the Saints, and that does not bode well for them. Well, not really. I mean, because they seem to be in the same division, right? That's correct. Mm. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees ain't no, uh, I mean, Drew Brees is playing good football. He is. I, the guy's the only guy I ever seen to look straight up in the air when he throws. He, throws, <laughs> he looks straight up in the air and throws on his tippy toes, and he, th- and he hits everybody in stride. What happens when you're barely Yeah, there's feet. like six guys that are 6'9", and he throws between them. Amazing. You don't even see him. The ball just, like one of those uh, Judd's guns or whatever it is. The, the ball just gun, shoots, yeah. yeah, it shoots up between the two linemen's yeah, pads. You don't even see the guy. Uh, Mike was all over Miami last week. They crossed the country. They won outright. What a game that was, too, against Kyler. Now this week, Miami's back home against the Chargers. They're laying a point and a half, and it's Herbert versus Tua. Mm. So this should be a real treat uh, in the afternoon on Sunday. Look, the Dolphins have won four in a row. They've covered in six of seven, and they're 10-7 and seven since the 0-7 start last year under Brian Flores. This team can play a little, Mike. They are a top-10 total DVOA team here in 2020. Uh, I mean, they, they really play with a little moxie. Their defense has played very well. And Tua took a big step forward, I thought, last well, week. Well, you know, BB don't mean nothing by it. But, you know, I'm watching the game. I'm watching Arizona and Dolphins. I'm fighting for my life. I go, give me the Dolphins. Let's go. to their... And she walks in and she starts watching the game with me. And she goes, who are these two quarterbacks? <laughs> I go, well, you know, one guy's a guy they didn't think was going to make it, and he's on Arizona, and the other guy's the guy that they didn't think was going to make it because he's injured. He's injured. She goes, yeah. how come the Bears don't have guys uh, like thank this? Thank God. I mean, really, please. I mean, seriously, she was right. I'm looking at this. Uh... The whole game, they they need something to happen. He can't find somebody open. I'm talking about either guy. And they run for the first down. Amazing. Or, or they do options. Uh, uh, you know, if you're rushing four, and and they find a lane. They're running, the, especially Kyler, Kyle yeah, Murray. Kyle, Kyler Murray. He rushes out. for twenty yards every time he runs the ball. He is so quick. He wow. is so much fun. He might be the uh, a bigger threat running the ball than Lamar Jackson. I'm not. Right you now. know what I was thinking that, but I think he needs the baby steps. Jackson got the big strides and the bigger target. That's true. You know, he's got those long. I mean, he runs yeah, he's like, like a, deer. a little gnat. I'm talking about the other guy. Yeah. The baby told me straight yeah. out. She goes. How come the Bears never have two guys like that? Oh, my gosh. She's so right. I mean, you look at her. She is. It's, and they're like young guys. I mean, would, you know, the, I'd rather be you know, my. I'd rather be Miami with two and some of their yes. guys. I'd rather be the Bengals at 2-5-1 and one with Burrow and T. Higgins Nagy and Tyler Boyd. Nagy would br- have brought somebody in, for, uh, Foles in for Tua by now. Unbelievable. He wouldn't have fit him into the, He wouldn't have been able to. And I was wrong. I didn't say they shouldn't replace Fitzpatrick. I said, what's the hurry? Well, apparently in practice, 
they were seeing what the hurry was. Sometimes they see things. That's true. Oh, absolutely. This should be a good game. Look, the Chargers, uh, you know, the Chargers record's not good. What, it's two and six, okay? But here are the point differentials in the Chargers' six losses. You ready for this? Yeah. Three points in overtime, five points, seven points, three points in overtime again, one point and five points. That's six losses by a combined 24 points and four of those six losses are to teams with w- winning records they're in games they just got to figure out how to close so this should be a good one this yeah week, i Mike. sort of lean lean the one and a half to two yeah. that the uh charges are getting yeah i mean i think miami had a game. very emotional win right big road win last week uh they're still young florida they're doing a good job the coaching staff Give them all the credit in the world for having the guts to pull Fitzpatrick, and he's a nice second man to come come around if they have any problems with the first guy, if he gets hurt or something. But, man, I, I really like the Chargers in this spot, but I'm not going to bet them. You think the Seahawks bounce back, Mike? They're going on the road down to L.A. to play the Rams. They're a two-point underdog. Russell Wilson in his career as a dog, 22-10-3 against the number one taking points. Yes, I think they bounce back. I wouldn't bet it, though. It graded out slightly in favor of Seattle. Seattle on uh, the road, getting only a point and a half. That should tell you something right there. They're not getting three. They're not getting four. Uh, It's basically a picket game. With L.A. coming out of bye, too, with an extra week to prepare. So I sort of like Seattle in that spot. Seahawks normally bounce back, don't they? Yeah. Well, really, it's hard. They don't bounce back that much because they don't lose that much. I know, yeah. And then you got the Patriots, who just do not look like a very good football team. They're about a seven and a half, eight point underdog at home against the Ravens. They haven't been this big of an underdog at home, Mike, since two thousand one. That's probably not a surprise to people with how dominant they've been throughout the dynasty look, the last two decades. Give me a score, decades. real quick, of that game. I'm going to say uh, Ravens. I'm going to say Ravens twenty eight to twenty one. Okay, that's forty nine, right? Yes. Okay, the over-under is 43-and-a-half. You're the 15th guy in the world that has had it going over 43-and-a-half. Is that right? Yep. If I had to do anything, if I Take wanted to do something, I'm taking the under. Take and the under. You've got to go the other way. All right, right. I like it. Because, you know what, I got the rule. The public, for the most part, if 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 if, if it's over eight or nine in a row of something, just it. like Sunday night. Did you watch Sunday night's game with Tampa Bay? Yes. Uh, I, turned, I didn't watch much of the second half because it okay. was over. <laughs> the pregame show, Chris, you know, yeah, the guys, sure. Chris Sims sure. and all those, uh, Dungey, yeah. every guy took Tampa. Uh, there you go. Every single guy took Tampa. Go the other way. Right. Always. That's all. When it's that many, there was like six, seven guys. Oh, I'm going to, that guy Flores, oh, I'm going to go with you too, Tony. Every guy, I like what you just said, Billy. Go the you other know, way. forget yeah. about it. Uh, Notre Dame thrilled us last week. The Notre Dame-Clemson game oh. was great. I still can't say the kid's name. I and almost had a heart attack uh, in that game. What a game. Times. I mean, what a game it was. Mike and I kind of uh, hinted towards that last week about I Notre picked Dame. It. Yes, you did. Mike did. That's right. I said I said take Notre Dame, but I almost had three coronaries in the it, game. Man. It was just, and, and this kid showed me, book showed me something. He did. I mean, that last drive to tie it was great. The other kid, I didn't watch the first week. The other he, kid's great. When he stepped in against Boston College, I didn't see any of that game. So it was really the first time he I saw him. He for 435 yards. Dude, I'll tell you. Touchdown. That arm is something, man. Like, that kid's, I mean, he really has wait, got Wait, wait, Lawrence arm. being gone was not the reason. No. I saw him riddle him. Look, they scored Dorner 40 Dave's points. has got a good defense. Yeah, I know. And that, that, was, played. that was a fun game. Now, we, we, yeah, it we, was. we hinted at this before. Like, the last time Notre Dame had a win like that against the top-ranked opponent was, of course, the famous game. Some call it the game of the century. 1993, the upset of number one 
uh, Florida State when they were number two. The next week at home, they lost on a late field goal to Boston College. Wouldn't you know it? They play Boston College this week. They are a big favorite. They've had trouble covering these big numbers, but I'll tell you what. Brian Kelly is 6-0 and against BC as head coach of the Irish, and these have been lopsided affairs by and large, Mike. Only two of the six games have been decided by one score. ND outgained Boston College by like 300 yards in a lopsided think, game last year. I really like Notre Dame again. Wow. Well, do you think, first of all, Doug Flutie ain't walking through that door. Mm-mm. Okay. In fact, None of those Either guys are Matt walking Ryan. through the door. Yeah, any of those guys, any Boston College guys are. Tom Coughlin ain't walking Tom Coughlin, through that door. Right, yeah, right. That's not going to happen in this type of situation where COVID could strike at any moment. I looked at the spread. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Let me see if I got this right. On the road, are are they on the road? Camp? Yes, they are. They're at Chestnut half. Hill. Yes, they're giving Boston College on the road. Yep, thirteen and a half. This is my pick that I also gave because yep. of Yurko's brother, okay, who was a Notre Dame man. I know Yurko went to Eastern Illinois, but the, I have the all Yurko weekend, the Yurko right. Bowl with Green Bay and with Jacksonville and, of course, Notre Dame uh, in the 13 and a half. I'm gonna, I fire on these games, folks. I'm going to fire on Notre there Dame. There you go. We'll give you our best plays when we come back. That was one of Mike's bonus plays earlier yep. today with Yurk and me. We'll give you our best plays plus Jimmy Miller. Jimmy! He's got some ponies at Hawthorne for you when we return. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap, it's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North, and we're joined by our buddy, Oh, he is the best handicapper out there from Hawthorne Racecourse, the galloping gent. You follow him on Twitter. He is at Hawthorne Jim, and he's going to give us some winners for the weekend as we try to bounce back. Jim Miller joins us. What's up, Jimmy? Guys, I'll tell you, it's been a weird week here at Hawthorne because you have construction underway for casino and sportsbook. And during the day, there's cranes literally knocking parts of the building out. And I'm up on the fifth floor in the press box. It's like an earthquake about every three or four seconds with the work they're doing. But it's cool to see because we're, we're a year away from opening in full with a sports book, with the casino, wow. and everything to support the racing product. So it's, it's exciting times, but I'll tell you, it's a little unsettling at times, too. I've seen the pictures you've been putting on social media. It is incredible. Is the plan for the start of next NFL season that that's up and running, Jim? They're looking about the first week of December next year. Okay, so it's going so to be a full calendar year. Okay, got right, it. right. It's going to be a full cal- calendar year. But I'll tell you, well, this, it's a guys, big project, man. It's a massive project. You're using the facility that's existing and basically gutting that facility. But the one thing they want to do, they want to have everything done and completed. They don't want to open in phases here at Hawthorne. They want it gorgeous from the start. Right. So that's right. the thing, and and it's really an ambitious project. I think you're putting in full-blown sports book from scratch and the biggest one in the state. You're putting in a full-blown casino 
and incorporating horse racing in. And and all of this, fortunately, Mother Nature has been awesome to us right now to get this work done. But it, it is. It's a massive project. Well, I just find it amusing that uh, you've t- come up with something new. You're the evil Knievel of demolishing. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, when I think of stadiums being direct like Ebbets Field, uh, uh, Jim Miller standing in the seats while it was going on. I mean, how in the hell are you even sitting in your in the area when there's a wrecking ball hitting the, the stadium below you, for God's it's sake? It's really weird, Mike, because I, I, I had to well, hang out. Of my window in the press box today because I had a crane literally one story below me knocking stuff out below me. I'm like, do I walk away from the window or do I get the shot? And of course, I went and got the shot. You need you on the show. You've been hot. (laughs) It is. It's it's fun. It's exciting. It's crazy to think, though, that my area is really the only area left over from the current building where we're still in it working because everything else is under construction. Well, you mentioned Mother Nature cooperating. I mean, it, it yeah. looks like it's going to be another pretty pleasant weekend. We got racing all weekend again in Hawthorne, right, And we Jim? do, and here's the beauty of it. We get to stay on the turf course, and last year we were long done with the turf course because it was 17 degrees this weekend last yep, year, so right. it's been beautiful, and what it does for turf racing, it gives you fuller fields. It gives you a little bit more of a quality product that you can put out there, provides a little bit more value, too, and the betting has been exceptional all meet long. The weather's really helped. The horsemen have been supporting the product, but it comes with that value, and that's what we want because then we can provide some money for the uh, players to go into the NFL Sunday. I love it. So what do we like for the weekend? I'm going back to home sweet home after a tough Breeders' Cup weekend. So all three are going to be at Hawthorne on Saturday, starting race number five with the four horse. Cut to order. Bet this horse to win in place. The horse is running for a barn that is on fire right now. Ran a big race in its last out. Won't be the favorite the here on either. Fire? So the, the, yeah, yeah, a good right. fire, not watch, a bad I know, fire. I should watch that. Sorry, I, I should watch that with right, racetracks right, in right. Illinois. I know. I understand. I'm just saying. I've been to about three Arlingtons. Please. <laughs> I actually okay. sat there with a box of donuts when Arlington burned down and watched it. Of course it. It was the you day did. That's my your new oh my god. Sitting to watch racetracks get demolished. <laughs> there you go. So race five, the four horse cut to order. Race number seven, go to the six horse. Trophy bridle, bet this horse across the board. Turns back in distance, gets a ton of pace to chase. And then in race number nine, this is your long shot play. Play the eight horse, promises kept across the board. 15 to one in the morning line, the horse has speed. You get a bug rider who's been doing really well of late, and this is a bad bunch, so you should get a decent price there too. All right, so all three races at Hawthorne for Saturday night. The fifth race, the four horse, we're going to bet it to win and place. The seventh race, bet the six horse across the board. And then in the ninth race, we're going to try to hit a long shot. The eighth horse bet it across the board, right? That's right, boys. Let's make some money and uh, return that through the NFL weekend. Jimmy, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. See you, bud. There he is, Jim Miller, at Hawthorne Jim. Follow him on Twitter. He's a good The heck's the guy toy sitting in the, the, the office and the wrecking balls hitting his, the, the place next to him? What's he talking he's about? Been play, he's been putting pictures all the way from last weekend on That's social funny. media. I mean, they are doing a major project over there. And when that thing is done, the points, bu- uh, the points bet sports book and everything else going on at Hawthorne is going to be spectacular. The book, the casino, the racetrack, this is what tracks in this state have needed for a long time and it's going to save hawthorne so that is really really good uh before we get to our best plays we've got a few other games maybe we can talk about how about what's going on in michigan mike for the first time since 1987 they lose to indiana you tip your hat to indiana uh look that young quarterback can play man and now indiana goes on the road as a seven point favorite uh in the top 10 for the first time in like 40 years what time is that game it's, I think it's an 11 o'clock. Yeah, forget stay, about we it. We better stay far this. away from that game, Mike. Jimmy Harbaugh, I'm so disappointed in. Jimmy Harbaugh 
is supposed to be farther along. And then I hear Bear fans wanting him to be the next head coach of this team. I'm sorry, folks. The, the bloom is off the rose, in my opinion. I mean, you I know what? You. Yeah. He's not getting it done. There's no imagination. He was supposed to be a recruiter. Uh, you know what? Maybe his string is over, but you don't. I would never touch Jimmy. And I love Jimmy. He's a good guy, good example for the kids, but he's just not getting it done. I got to be straight up. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I, I wouldn't want him. I think his shelf no. life is short in the NFL, especially. Yep. Um, and it's just, it hasn't worked the way they thought. Michigan is a four and a half point dog at home against Wisconsin. Uh, that wasn't know, they, the plan. No, of course not. And Wisconsin hasn't played in three weeks because of COVID. Mertz and that kid's play. supposed to play. It looks like he, he might play. Yeah, Talking they, uh, about the quarterback. What's his name? Graham? Uh, Graham Mertz. Mertz. Yes, right. Graham Mertz. Supposed to play. Kid, the kid's through one incompletion in his first game. Unbelievable. Unreal. Yeah, I mean, that's Illinois for you, but I don't even want to talk about Illinois. Oh, they're playing they Rutgers. Rutgers. They don't deserve they, to be they, look, Can I tell you something? If they were playing in my backyard, I'd shut the drapes. I think you're okay? right. Yeah. My God. I think you're right. All right, Mikey, let's get it out. Uh, let's get it out there for everybody. What are the best plays for the weekend? Well, I'm always uh, stressed out. You know, it doesn't help when you go 0-2 on Saturday. You toss and turn, and then you win three straight on Sunday. So I'm a little bit on a roll right now. I did take Jacksonville. Uh, the Yurko Bowl against Green Bay plus 13 and a half with Carmen Yurko. I also took uh, Notre Dame minus the 13 and a half. Now, with Jacksonville, you might have, end up getting 14. Notre Dame minus the 13 and a half. Now, I got another college game here. There wasn't a whole lot in the pros, okay? Uh, but I love this game. I just think that uh, uh, it graded out well. I couldn't believe it graded out well. Texas Tech is getting two against Baylor. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech at Texas Tech, they've been good for me so far. You see the Baylor name. You see the pretty uniforms. You see the run and gun, and people flock to them. Uh, it grades out Texas Tech for me. Uh, that's my first uh, of two picks. Texas now. Tech, all right. I'll give you another college game, too. And I know this is a team uh, Mike has been on a little bit this year. Uh, Arkansas is finally Ooh, coming back. The Arkansas Razor, uh, Razorbacks are 6-0 and against the number. Uh, on the season. Now, the head coach, Sam Pittman's not going to be there. He has a positive COVID test, but uh, that's okay because their coordinators really do the play calling there anyway. They go on the road to Florida after the emotional win against Georgia. I think they can cover the 17. 6 0 uh, against the spread. I'm going to back Arkansas. And former Florida quarterback, Felipe Franks, is back in the swamp. You know he's going to want to play well. Not to mention Kyle Pitts, the best offensive player for the Gators, still might not play because of the concussion last week. So I'll back Arkansas getting the 17 this week, Mike. And, now, and that's a good pick, Carmen. I just want to say that uh, looks into our leans, too, folks. And don't forget, I'll be putting out a game probably on Twitter at North to North. And check out Carmen DeFalco, too, uh, at Twitter because I'll be uh, tagging Carm. Uh, I know nothing about these two teams. All I know is that Louisville, if you pick them, they'll, they'll beat you. If, if you go against them or, or, or if you go with them, uh, they'll lose. Uh, I like Virginia. Know nothing about them. But the system gave it out strong. I don't even know what time the game is. I think it's a 3 o'clock game. I think it's Virginia minus 4 against Louisville. Take Virginia minus 4. I'd feel more comfortable if it was basketball, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think you might be right. You know, I'll give you an NFL game. Uh, Kyler Murray, as a favorite, hasn't been as good in his NFL career, just 2-4 and four against the number. But I'm going to back the Cardinals as a 2-point favorite at home against the Bills. Long trip for Buffalo after a couple of really emotional wins in their last two weeks where they finally 
uh, you know, were able to sort of beat Belichick and get the monkey off their back. They beat the Patriots. Uh, they really played very, very well against uh, Seattle last week. We'll see if Josh Allen, after playing with a heavy heart last week mm. because of the passing his grandma, can replicate that. Um, you know, I, I don't know that he will be able to, quite frankly, against uh, what is a pretty good pass defense and a pretty good secondary for Arizona. So I'll back Kyler Murray as a small favorite this weekend. I like the Cardinals minus two. All right, so here's what I got, folks. I got Jacksonville plus the 13 and a half. I got Notre Dame uh, minus the 13 and a half. I also got, uh, let me find it here. Okay, I'm just Louisville. I got Virginia minus Virginia. four, and I got Texas Tech plus two. Beautiful. Sounds good, Mike. All right, buddy. Have a great weekend. Happy wager. Uh, Enjoy the golf, buddy. I know. Oh, I love the golf. Enjoy the golf. Quarantine. Quarantine. I love quarantine golf. Enjoy your NFL and Masters Sunday. It's the craziest thing. Let's hope we never have to say that again. Thanks to Randy Merkin and Sean Davis, as always, and thank you for listening. And we'll see everybody again next Friday night. For Mike, I'm Carmen. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000.